Recording in progress. We are official. Officially. All right. Hey there. Welcome back to the Brutally Honest Loan Officer Podcast. I am Derek Brown. I am Stephen Brock with the mortgage firm. Look at us go. We are both loan officers with the mortgage firm in Florida. Happy to come back to you with another podcast episode uh, where we're actually going to be tackling a question we get a lot. When should you refinance your mortgage? Um, first, Stephen, have you ever thought about refinancing yourself? I have done it before. Um, personally, I did at our old house. We wanted to look at purchasing a new one, uh, but I wanted to use the VA loan on the new one because um, I'm biased and obviously a veteran using a VA loan. And I just think it's the best loan that's out there. But I currently had one. So I refinanced it from a VA to conventional and then bought my next house and then sold my old one. So I have done it before. So that was one example of doing it. Have you? I have. I've done it twice. So I actually inherited a property. It's a house I grew up in. Um, from my mom after she had passed away and we chose to rent it, but we need to like, we needed to make a couple improvements because um, it had old carpet and needed to be painted and just like small renovations. But we did a cash out refinance um, extended at 30 years, which actually made the payment much lower and took about, I think like 15,000 um, to do the renovations and get it, you know, suitable for renters. Um, so that worked out. It was great for us. Um, and then our primary house that we had previously, we had refinanced from when we bought it in 2017, we had a 5% rate um, and then refinanced to 2.25 when the market hit like its lowest point. Um, and then we, we enjoyed that for a little while until we sold it to build our dream home. And I guess technically our construction perm loan was a refinance. The modification. Modification, yeah, but it, like the way we set it up seems more like a refinance. But yeah, so I've done it a couple of times, both strategically to work in my favor. So um, I don't know, worked for me. So with refinance, it could be a game changer. And it, I know we're talking in a market where it's um, like, why would you refinance in this market? Rates are hot. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like hitting the reset button on your mortgage. So, but it can be done in a good way. So a lot of people think about, I'm going to refinance from a higher interest rate to a lower interest rate so that I can save money um, per month. Totally get it. Um, you're going to save money monthly. And then ideally over time, you would save tens of thousands of dollars. Um, right. The amount of money I would have saved if I had stayed in my previous home going from a 5% interest rate to 2.25 would have been huge. I mean, several tens of thousands of dollars over the life of the loan. Um, but we're just in a market right now where a lot of people have lower interest rates on their mortgage payment than they would if they were to refinance right now. Uh, but I think that that's where we would look at debt consolidation potentially because consumer debt is at an all time high passed over a trillion dollars. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that, and that's what we're going to get into. It's just all the strategies to refinance. Yeah. Like, like you said, most people think of a refinance as I'm going to lower my mortgage payment. Right. Which, yes, that makes 100% sense to do. But there are times that you refinance and your mortgage payment might increase, but your cash flow monthly 
well, I guess your cash flow monthly down. can increase, but your 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 monthly pain. No, your monthly output can go down though. Yes, yeah, exactly. Your increase of cash flow into your pot, your cash flow in your pocket is going to increase, not the cash flow out. So well, and depending on uh, I mean, people's finances change sometimes. So, you know, they start off with a 30-year mortgage and then you know, a couple of years later, they've gotten some pay raises, they're doing really, really well. They've got a grip on their debt, um, paid off cars or something like that. So then you know, when they look at like the future and if this is going to be a long-term home, they might switch from a 30 year to a 15 year. I want to aggressively pay down my mortgage. Um, and typically you can get a lower interest rate for a 15 year. So if you qualify for that, people are looking to do that in order to pay off that loan, obviously in half the time. Um, but saving, I mean, potentially like hundreds of thousands of dollars over the life of the loan, you know, so that's that's another option that we yeah. see occasionally. Yeah, it increases their payment, but they're paying it down even more. And then you do have the opposite. People were in 15 years and they're like, hey, I want to go to a 30 year now. And, you know, they might have a slightly higher interest rate on a 30 year than a 15. Um, but it saves them a ton monthly. Again, that cash flow. Right. So what about, you know, we, you hit a little bit of the consolidation part of it, doing a cash out refinance. like. It, it takes some of your home equity and you can use that for like you did um, improving the house before you rented it out, but, you know, also paying off debts, you know, that's a huge, a huge one for, like you said, consumer debt is at an all time high. Correct. Um, so, I mean, there's so much you can do with that slice of equity that you have sitting there. So I tell people when, when you're buying a home and you put a large amount down, you're transferring money from, if you took it from savings or your checking account, you're basically transferring that money from that account to your real estate account. It doesn't, it doesn't go somewhere where you can't potentially access it. You know, it's just transferring funds from one account to another. Uh, so when you look at, if you're looking to invest, you could potentially invest that money. And if you're looking at compound interest, you know, what does that look like as far as, you know, an investment standpoint? I mean, exactly. A lot of people, I had a client recently, actually, they pulled out, they, one, they pulled out money um, to pay off all their credit cards. Um, they had student loans they were paying off because student loans now are starting to come back where they actually have to make payments. You know, they were deferred because of COVID for right like, almost four years. So they're starting to come back where you got to actually make these payments and they want that money quickly in a hurry. It's not, you know, I have people that it's not $20, $30 a month. It's two, $300 a month that they're suddenly having to pay. So they're, they're pulling it out from their, their house equity to, to do it. Um, but I had a client recently, they, that's what he did. He paid off his student loans, paid off some credit cards, but then took some of that equity and made investments with it. He bought a rental property, with part of it, but then he took money and invested in the stocks too. Well, and I have a, so I had a customer, we did a cash out refinance uh, last year where they owned the home free and clear. We did a cash out refinance and they took on a mortgage on their primary home because they were building a cabin in Colorado as a second home. And instead of dealing with a construction perm situation on the side of a mountain and everything like it would have just been a lot more complicated. They were able to pay for all of that in cash. So they just started a mortgage here and then they were able to use cash there. And then um, I recently 
couple months ago, did a cash out refinance for a friend of mine where um, they had taken on some just non-preferred debt and they were looking at doing a HELOC um, and then because they wanted to put in a pool. So they had some cash saved, but just not enough to do the full pool. And when we looked at doing the cash out refinance, it made a lot more sense to just eliminate this debt, debt, take out the money for the pool, pay for that cash, you know, and then their monthly output is now $900 less. And they're putting in a pool cash. So like for them specifically, that made a lot of sense. We refinanced, did they get a higher rate? Yes. But they also eliminated mortgage insurance that they had previously. They no longer have that. Um, so, I mean, it was like a little, you know, little give and take, but I mean, their total monthly output, when you consider what they were paying in their debts um, and then not even taking on what it would have been to, you know, take out a pool loan or something like that. We just eliminated a lot of that. So a little bit higher mortgage payment, but a lot less unpreferred debt at the tune of over $900 a month. That's amazing. So I'll take that. Yeah. It, it, that's the thing. People focus on that interest rate only and say, oh, my interest rate is going up. It doesn't make sense. Like it can completely make sense with it. Uh, right. Eliminating debt in your capital. Now you got to still be smart. Like people, you can't just. Well, and that's the smart thing too, because I like taking out a loan to pay off loans isn't always like ideal. I would rather somebody just not have the debt. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you've just overextended yourself and then with interest rates on credit cards at 20 to 30% and car payment interest rates, you know, significantly higher these days. So it's like, I don't want somebody, you didn't pay it off is all I'm saying. If you do you like a HELOC, you transferred it to another loan. However, if it's going to enable you to then save money, do that, but don't incur new debt after you get out of debt. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're transferring the debt to a spot that it's, it, it's more manageable for you. Right. But you can't go back and like, oh, I just paid off all these credit cards, so now I can go max them out again. Like, you're going to put yourself right back in that situation that you were just in. And, yeah. You know, could you refinance again? Maybe, but you might just use all that equity that you can't now. And now you really... Basically, you can, but I mean, usually when you're refinancing, most people like to do it as like a zero money out of pocket. So we can add, you know, some of those loan costs to the loan amount. That's the most common type, you know, but we don't necessarily want to do that every two years, like avoid that. But I also think that there's some, we did opt for some lower interest rates for adjustable rate mortgages last year when interest rates were kind of hitting an all time high. And I know for a fact that we will be refinancing some of those customers in the next year. Um, even if that interest rate becomes a fixed and it's almost close to that adjustable rate, it might make sense to refinance just so we don't have the risk of that adjustment going up. And next thing you know, someone's $3,000 mortgage payment is going to be $3,900 because it became an adjustment period. So we'll be watching that in the market too. Uh, but that's another way we refinance when somebody's an adjustable and we go to a fixed. I've also done it with customers that were coming up on the balloon payment. You know, and we refinance to avoid a large balloon payment. Um, so that's another good reason to refinance. You know, regardless of what your interest rate is, you know, I don't want a twenty thousand dollar balloon payment coming. Yeah, I, but, I think the overall point is you need to talk and talk to somebody, you know, a mortgage advisor like ourselves, not just somebody that's a loan officer that's just running numbers. Here's your here's your loan, but like 
put it all into a perspective of what is your current mortgage? What are all your debts and those payments and what do they look like? And what is our best advantage? You know, it might be, you, you know, a HELOC to, to pay things right. off. I know a line of credit on your house is just a credit card on your house to pay those off to do it. But then we actually have to start calculating, okay, if you do a HELOC and you have your current mortgage, what is the right rate to even refinance to pay off the HELOC into, into one? Right. You know, HELOCs are what in the, the, the tens right now, mortgages are sitting around in this, you know, six and sevens, depending right. on it. So it might be, you know, if you have a rate of, of three, a HELOC might make sense right now, but when rates go down to fours and fives, it might make sense to actually refinance, do a cash out, pay off that HELOC, put it all well, in one. I mean, also like, are you trying to sleep better at night? Forget about the interest rate. If we can lower your total monthly output and it allows you to pay your bills on time moving forward and you have the, the mindset of not taking on new debt, do that. Do that. Well, rates, Derek, I know, I know. Rates are coming down, but it is going to be a slow process. They will come down much slower than they went up. You know, so just keep that in mind. <clears throat> but if it makes sense to refinance now, eliminate some debt, sleep easier at night, well, then when rates, if we get rates into the fours in like a year and a half from now, refinance again. It has to make sense. But if it's your long-term home, don't refinance if you plan on selling in seven months. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, so there's so many different factors that we would consider. And every time I speak to a customer about potentially refinancing, we want to look at all those different options, the reasons why, how long you plan on staying in the house. There's just so many different factors that can make it either uh, we shouldn't do this right now. Or it's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think you make some great points there. And you know, refinancing can save you a lot of money. It can save you a lot of headache. It can save you from living paycheck to paycheck. Even though you own a home, you could still be living paycheck to paycheck. And that's yeah. what people don't realize. Like you don't have to be in that situation. There are options out there, but you know, you have these are decisions that you you need to carefully think out and, and plan with somebody like you know, like myself or Derek on what does it actually take and does it actually make sense to do it or when will it make sense to do it? Because there might be a certain rate that it does make sense. Hey, I got a HELOC, like I said, and I have a regular mortgage that's so low. What number does it make sense at? Because we can calculate that. Yeah. You can calculate well, that at this rate, this is when you should be looking at refinancing. Right. So I have um, one of my past clients from last year, bought a house, VA loan. Um, interest rates, you know, when we locked them in were decent considering where they went. Uh, but he just reached out to me. He's like, Hey, Derek, I'm seeing the news talking about interest rates coming down. Like, is it time to do the VA Earl you told me about? And so like, by the way, for anybody listening, the VA Earl is a VA interest rate reduction refinance loan. It's the easiest refinance to do in America. Hands down, easiest loan to do for loan officers, easiest for buyers. Um, but what, what, what I, does somebody need? What do this, they is, need? this is people don't realize how easy it is. What, what do they need for it? Mortgage only credit pull so that we can verify that you have made your payments on time. So make your mortgage payments. Got yep. it. You're not late. And then the rate has to be better by, I think by a half. There's a, half a well, yep. I think it might also depend if it was a much higher loan amount, you might be able to get away with lower. Yeah. It's uh, a, but there's it's a, a half a point or, or uh, a drop in payment. Right. How much of a payment it has to drop. And then what else, Steven? Do you have a job? 
they just verify you're still employed, right? They ask you, do you have a job? Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> and then you're done. That's, that's it. it. And we wipe out half of the normal loan costs that are in there because it's so easy. There is no appraisal. There is no full-blown income documentation review. None of that. They basically look at it like, well, this veteran qualified for the house with a higher rate. We're just going to lower his rate. Said and done. That's it. It's a beautiful thing. So with this customer, he asked me like, Derek, with interest rates coming down, is it a good time to do that? Well, I looked at it. What he's not realizing is, is that interest rates went up and then came down. So right now I'd be able to do a VA Earl at the same rate. So for you, buddy, not the time. We're going to wait a few months, but I'll keep a little a tracker going to see where interest rates go. And the moment it makes sense, we might consider it. Or if we think the market is going to continue going down, we'll be ready, but we might hold off until it makes the most sense. I would yeah. hate to do that. And then six months later, almost consider doing it again. You know, So it might be beneficial to just hold off and wait for that market to hit what we think might be the lowest point or something. I think I think that it, that is the hugest key right there is with rates starting to come down, homeowners are going to get bombarded with mail, letters, emails, whatever it may be, phone calls of you should refinance now. You need to refinance now. Rates are coming down. But that's you usually that's coming unsolicited. It's coming yeah. from somebody that's going to make money quickly off of you and they don't care about your best interest. Yep. What you need to be doing is talking to your, your, your loan officer, your loan advisor with it like us is I, I don't want you to refinance on the way down. I want you to refinance when it hits bottom. Right. That's when you want to refinance. You know, if, if there's no other circumstance, like, Hey, I just refinancing to lower my payment. I don't need the money or whatever the case is, but like, you're just refinancing to lower the payment. You're good with everything else. You need to be refinancing when it hits the bottom and you need a loan officer that's actually monitors. Right. I mean, monitors the, what's affecting them and how that works. That's that's the hugest thing. On my last home when we refinanced. That's why I pulled the trigger at 2.25 because I figured that was the lowest it's going to get. I can't imagine a, a you know somebody offering me 1% mortgage rate. Yeah. You know, so it was a 30 year, two and a quarter. Lock me in. I felt like that was the rock bottom. And sure enough, it stayed around there. And then that's when it started ticking up, you know, a little bit after that. Yep. So, I mean, I think that timing is important. Your reasonings, um, the amount of time you plan on spending in the house. Um, there's just so many different factors that go into whether it is beneficial to refinance now, later, you know, whatever it may be. So like you said, whenever somebody has a question, we're here, you know, it's not that hard. We try to look at everything. And a lot of times it really makes sense or we're just going to wait it out. The best thing about refinancing is you can look into it. And if it doesn't make sense, you don't do it. You're not under contract or anything. Yeah. You just say, all right, no, thanks. Thanks for the info. Yep. Yeah. And then we can just sit there and monitor it. You know, it might, like I said, we, we kind of pick that target rate that it would make sense if it's not now, you know, and then we monitor it. And then when it happens, that's when we, you, you can pull the trigger. Yeah. All right. Did we cover everything we wanted to talk about? Like we did. I think that's it. A lot of refinancing. Yeah. I know. I feel like we just refinance word vomited on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like I what guarantee you somebody there might be somebody is gonna is. listen to this and then rewind it. Like, wait, what did they say? Yeah. I hope that happens. Yeah. It helps us more views. You know, 
at least put a five-star review on it. An honest review. You don't have to be five stars, but if you do five stars, I, I'll love you for it. So at least put that in there. Help yeah, us we'll out. send you a sticker. We should get stickers, mate. We should. All right, well, I gotta switch. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Brutally Honest Loan Officers Podcast. I'm Derek Brown. This is Stephen Brock, and we're happy you were here to join us. What about next week? What's happening next week, though? Somebody special is coming. We're gonna have a special guest. It is our first special guest. Should we say the name or just what they do? What they do. We have our new. COO coming on to the podcast. So our chief operating officer will be joining us. She, she's she newly was, promoted. She's been with the company, what, 20, over 25 years? Is she's, I think she's more so just now she has the title of what she used to do. Yeah. Um, yeah but true. she is awesome. She used to be um, the VP of our capital markets. So as far as understanding interest rates, how they work, um, why loans get sold, a bunch of different stuff. Um, we'll be asking her and getting some great insights. So I'm super excited to have her on. Um, and we will introduce her next week. Yes. See you guys next week. See ya.